0: You can also find the link in the podcast notes enjoy the podcast so I think that what happened was is that let's look at their timeline like oh I'm not feeling good I want to make a, an appointment to go see the doctor I'm gonna go see the doctor in three weeks and then I get there and then the, the doctors like well we're gonna run some tests so then they run tests and whatever and then, you know two weeks later they say you, you know lucky you you got the cancer and so we recommend blah, 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 blah. Then it takes like several weeks to figure out, you know, what are we going to do? And then they decide that they're going to probably do Gerson. And then it's going to be like, okay, well, how quickly does that happen? And it's like you probably make an appointment and you can go down there in a couple of months. In the meantime, you know, you can read about it a little bit and maybe start moving in that general direction. And um, so I imagine at the moment that you start moving in that general direction, you've probably slowed, like, because you start doing something that's half, ha- half-assed half vegan, and you're probably not putting anything up your butt. <laughs> <laughs> no. And, no. and uh, you're yeah, kind of like... who
1: does enemas? I don't... Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've never done an enema in all right. of my life, and I I think I'm grateful for it. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. But... Um, uh the 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 key is is that what i'm seeing here is that what i believe is going on is that there's like this uh first of all you're you're kind of i don't want to say you're forced to live in an environment but it's like if, if you're trying to focus on your day job and it's like it would be hard to travel a path other than the western American. Or the uh, standard American diet. Uh, you know, uh, uh, once a week you're going to get a burger at a you know burger joint, and you know other times you're going to go to different restaurants, and they're all going to feature uh, 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 breads and sugars and meats, and you know, and then all of it's going to be not organic and and that kind of a thing. And so then, um, and I kind of think that what's what's probably the story for a lot of these people is that. Um, between the time that they started to feel poorly and the time they actually arrive at the clinic, the Gerson Clinic, or whichever clinic you might go to, whatever they got has gotten a lot worse. It's possible, yeah. I think it's probable. I'm going to go with probable. Yeah. Personal choice, probable. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: It's gotten a lot worse. And then on top of that, to transition from the standard American diet to what Gerson does is an extremely radical change and then a lot of people Sweet. have great pride in saying i don't eat that way whatever that way is and you know what i also want to say not only do i think there's a lot of different ways to get better i kind of wonder if like a vegan diet like the gerson diet would make some people really sick like it would it would literally kill them to, to try and do the Gerson diet? Well,
1: I, I, I kind of have some things that kind of dovetail with that. I mean, if you're not feeling well, most people I know, including myself, when you're not feeling well, your dietary habits decline. You know, you don't feel like chopping vegetables. You don't feel like cooking something homemade. So you're going to grab the burger. You're going to grab the bag of chips or or the Oreos and the Diet Coke or whatever. You're going to, you know, I don't feel good, so I want a milkshake. You know, whatever. Right. Um, and then you hear you have cancer. You're already not feeling well. Your stress goes through the roof. What are you going to do? Drink wine? Eat chocolate? I mean, the, I think... That's a lot of our responses to it, which, which, you know, and, and, you know, there can be the wiser, more mature folks that go, oh, shit, and then start finding the energy in their corners of their life to try and eat better and not indulge in things that could make things worse, you know, but... But I imagine that's kind of a low percentage of the population. So so yeah, you know, the stress and not feeling good and then you stress eat or don't take time to eat healthy,
0: things get worse. Um, and now I'm gonna interrupt you because yeah, yeah. actually I'm trying to finish my thought okay. and you interrupted me. Okay. So I'm gonna I'm actually uninterrupting myself. I think uh, okay all right all right yeah. the 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 point I was trying to make is is that I think some people would go down and do this vegan thing and they would get sick on it. They would get yeah. literally sick. And a lot of people joke about it, oh I can never eat vegan cuz I'd get sick. And it's like um, but they're just they've never tried it. They don't they don't really know. And but I I think that for some people like eating a a a a paleo diet, they might get sick on that. Right. And other people might try I don't know there's probably like, you know, a, a Dozens and dozens of different general paths to follow dietarily, and uh, the the only path that I think is really not healthy is the one that's Diet Coke and Oreos. But that's what some people seem to just thrive on, which is a mystery to me. But okay, the 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 point I want to make, the thing I want to emphasize, and then we can move on to, to you get to finish yeah. your thing. Yeah, yeah. And and that is that I think that that. Maybe as much as thirty percent of the population that if they tried this, they would get seriously ill and could not possibly do it. So I just want to be really emphatic about that. Like they yeah. would give it an honest try, and it might literally kill them. So um, I, and then there, but at the same time, I think that you know there's the remaining seventy percent. And they'll, they, there might even be, they might be drugged down there, kicking and screaming, and then it turns out to be the best thing that ever happened to them. And this all comes from the point that I was trying to make even before that, which is that um, the transition is difficult. I think that they've got to go do that two weeks, because when they start the two weeks, then it's like this is ridiculous. This is because if they left after one day, yeah. they would drop it. Yeah, but it's pretty clear that when you watch them for that two weeks, then um, by the end of the two weeks, a they are feeling way better.
1: They are. They and all they all just looked lighter and brighter in their
0: faces. They looked happier. It's like this is yeah. working. This yeah. is I can feel it working. Yeah. And and then they've gotten used. to to what they're doing. It yeah. is a lot of work, but yeah. they've gotten used to it. It's part of their routine now. Yeah. And so it's like, so I think full two weeks down there, pretty important.
1: Well, uh, what I wanted to add to that is besides individual whatever it is, makeup or whatever, that makes it so that this may or may not be a treatment for certain individuals, It's it seems like like there was... Another study, uh, where they talked about trying the therapy on 450 people and then,
0: and then it worked
1: for 446
0: so what i don 't remember mean, what like exactly that. it was, but it was it was not cancer; it was something else and so it was a doctor over in Europe read about gerson's work right. and then tr- decided to try it on these patients. so he had like four hundred and fifty patients that were all basically the death rate death. was one hundred percent and yeah. it, and the position was if he could save even one patient by putting them all through it. this, it would be worth it. But then he had like a ninety nine percent
1: right survival which rate amazing.
0: which was like bizarre. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So so I think you know even that said there just have not been enough studies some other doctors commented there have not been enough studies and double blind trials and that kind of thing on people to really validate the Gerson therapy because there hasn't been that much money in it there's not a pharmaceutical and someone else said well you can't patent broccoli although we know soybeans have been but anyway <laughs> um, but I think you're right and I think there were the two women who who did not continue with the Gerson therapy for the two years, and okay, and I'm not going to go to the end of that, but what I'm going to say is when they uh, first started the Gerson therapy, both of them had such emotional reactions to the detoxing that like the one gal Christine and France said she became loathsome (laughs) she said she was you know in retrospect loathsome she doesn't know how her husband stood her and then the other um gal talked about um detoxing and it and it causing problems with her partner who had gone to mexico with her and and they were you know and and the experience I, you know, the tiny, tiny speck of insight that I've had into this, I mean, this is just like a mil, you know, millisecond, mil, tiniest, tiniest fraction of this, is I thought, oh, my liver needs, needs some cleansing. I'll drink milk thistle
0: tea. Oh, oh. And is that what that was? Yes. Well, I remember it was milk thistle tea, but I don't remember why you were drinking it. It was
1: for liver cleansing. And by, you know, I was just having one or two cups of this tea a day. And by day two or three, I was sobbing uncontrollably all day. I mean, I'm a pretty laid back, mellow person. I have times I get tense about things or stressed about things, but I'm not... That emotional about things, and I was, I was sobbing uncontrollably all day, and I had to stop the milk thistle tea, and it went away.
0: Oh, I thought it was because I told you that I want that shit out of my house. I don't want you to ever have it again, <laughs> because I thought you were kind of turning into a bit of a monster too. <laughs> no, but I, I didn't blame I- you. I blamed the tea. I think I. But then, And then as part of I, one of like the gallstones, it's like, oh, you should have milk thistle tea. And I was like, no fucking way I'm touching that. I'm a <laughs> I mean scared, enough fucker as it is. I scared you with it. Yeah. So,
1: again, I said it at the beginning of this podcast. I'll say it again. This shit is real. <laughs> <laughs> and I think for some people, going through some of these protocols yeah. can, you know, it can be, A, life-threatening, or B... Um, just so emotional because our emotions are linked to our health linked to our hormones linked to our energy linked to our brains and you start shaking that shit up and man you can get some weird reactions so there were two women who really and they were the two that didn't complete the two-year gerson protocol right. and and they had had more of the extreme emotional reactions to it from the sounds of it or they talked about it more maybe the others didn't talk about it as
0: much. well there's and they've got a richer story but but i think if we do yeah. this in a chronological order because the yeah, movie yeah. was in chronological yeah. order which i appreciate yeah and and so i as they're leaving the, the Gerson thing, and we got to visit with everybody while they're there. Yeah. Um, and then we visited with everybody while they are doing this, because it's like, okay, did you say there's, were there five of the six were at the Gerson thing?
1: No, I think it was three, but a fourth one went to a Gerson clinic in Hungary. The Swiss, the Swiss okay. gal went to the one in Hungary. But I think Michelle, um, the massage therapist, Fred, the truck driver, Marie, the uh, French-Canadian osteopath, all went to the Mexico um, Gerson therapy, and they were there together.
0: All right. And so then the the little kid, the five-month-old, went to a thing in Chile, which was not Gerson. It was something else. Right. And this then was, I thought there was one other person that went to something, but it was like they all went to a thing.
1: Yeah, Verena. They all went, went. to
0: like you had to go to this place for like two weeks and and basically learn what you got to do because you're not going to do it if you don't learn what you got to do. Right.
1: Verena went to the one in Hungary. I don't remember where Christine, the French restaurant owner with the lymphoma in her,
0: went. Yeah. But all the next point I have on my notes is is that. It's like, okay, now we're done here and we're going to go home. And we got one suitcase that's entirely, it's a big suitcase dedicated to the supplements
1: that they took with them. That we have to go
0: home with. And it's a whole suitcase full.
1: That was Marie from the Mexico Gerson Clinic. Yeah.
0: And it's like, wow. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So it it, it was intense. And then they would have these pill minders that weren't just weekly pill minders or two-a-day pill minders. They were like... Every you know. Yeah, this is the day. Six, seven times a day. I thought it was like eight. It looked like it was eight times
0: a day. Could have been. And it's like you know, and then and then the juicing that they did, it's like uh, it seems like most of the complaining was about the juicing. Yeah. And uh, they had to drink their juice, which it was pretty clear that the juice was not. Fabulous. (laughs) Fabulous. <laughs> yeah. And they had to drink or juice once an hour, and it took at least 15 minutes to prepare.
1: Yes. Yeah. And so mm. the the I loved the Swiss couple's solution to this. Um, uh, they uh, outfitted a van so that uh, you know it was like a camp a, t- a type of camper van almost. So that um, because you couldn't leave the house. If you had to juice every hour, you couldn't leave the house and, and you had to prepare all these other things. So they, they, uh, they would just pack up the juicer, take it in their van, and they could go out and do their hikes in Switzerland and go, go to parties or whatever. And when she needed to eat, she'd just go out and sit in the van and eat her meal and then go back to the party and, uh or ju- go juice in the van and go back to whatever they were doing. But the
0: funny thing is this juicer is so massive yeah. that it looked like you know it 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 turned the van it made the van look like it had a jet engine in it. <laughs> yeah. You know, and it, yeah. it's like and the van was kind of a camper van and you could see them sometimes cooking in there and and, yeah. and and stuff like that. But but apparent was she the one that said like I've decided to not tell my family I have cancer. Yes.
1: That was it was interesting. So like the French Canadian and and the french woman living in france they were all about you know let's share this with everybody Da 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 but the swiss you know german was very much more the stoicism that's so and the practicality and the logic and the reason that is kind of more known in germany and no i'm not telling anybody until i know it works and we're just going to do this and um and I also loved, you know, uh, uh, the ones that were the most successful had really supportive partners and supportive families, and it was really cute to see some of these couples and how they were supporting each other because she, you know, that German woman got to a year, and I'm jumping ahead a tiny bit, but she got to a year, and, you know, you're doing juicing every hour all of this produce-intensive chopping and cooking, and the enemas—they got to a year, and her cancer numbers looked great. And, and right. what did her, what did, what was her husband's
0: response? You know, keep up the good work. And she's like, no, I'm, I, I can start backing off now.
1: No, he was like, okay. Even stronger for the second year or something
0: like that. I forget oh, what his words were. Yeah, you're talking about the Swiss people. The Swiss people, yeah. Yeah, that, yeah. That Now we'll like, double down. We're gonna <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll work harder. It's working. <laughs> yeah. Well, now we'll really get behind it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, their whole attitude. Because like my attitude would be, you know, exactly what that other gal, that French gal, you know, it's like well, she it's, got it's to working. a year and
1: she was like, <gasps> I can turn
0: the volume knob down a little bit. You know? I can
1: have my wine again, and yeah. I hate the oats in the morning because there were oats. in in the morning, yeah, apparently is, uh,
0: oats is uh, as a critical component. And then, and they cut to like the 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 woman in charge of it, or the daughter of Gerson, or something yes. like that. And and uh, she said, you can't skip any of it ever. No, no, because she- it's all been optimized over many decades. It's this is this is stuff. This is what we've learned and figured out. You can't. You, yeah. you, you can't skip any of it yeah. ever. Well,
1: she, what she said was really smart, and I'm looking for her name. She was a Gerson advisor. She was not one okay. of the descendants of Gerson. Alright. Beta, Beta what was her name? And, um, she said, you know, it's all related to each other. You can't, um, you can't not, you can't just not do the oats or not do the enemas because she said it was this you know it's she again mentioned you know like the german research and the german protocol you know it all fits together for specific reasons it's not in there as fluff and and she was saying if you're doing it you need to do it all and 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 um. And
0: don't miss a day. Yeah. Don't you know? You've even, got to, it's gonna be because I know like um a big reason you know with my gout had uh-huh. to do with the fact that I rarely ever remember to take my supplements at all. I mean, weeks would pass and I wouldn't yeah. remember to take them. And um and then you got here, and then you were really good at helping me <laughs> to remember, which very, I yeah. was very grateful for. Yeah. And uh and so then suddenly I'm getting gout and and little and, did we know do we know
1: that i had the, the chlorella shouldn't have been in there but where is her i guess i didn't write okay. down her name but what the she said two other things um you know as a gerson therapy advisor people talk about the relationship strain they talk about how keeping up with it is difficult they talk about all of these things that are so hard and people divorce over it and, and they can't do it and she said you know what Dying also breaks up a marriage.
0: Oh, I wrote that one down.
1: <laughs> I know it was like, mm, yeah, that's that's a painful truth. Oh, there it is.
0: Truth. Uh, it's there's too much strain, and it breaks up a marriage. And yeah. she said, dying also breaks up marriage. Yeah. And so um, uh, it is. And that's the, okay. So the quote I have here is, I don't know too many people that could probably do this. And and I think it's I think it's. True. I think that um, most people are used to having pizza delivered, uh, you know, at least a couple times a week. And uh, most people um, are going to eat out a lot of meals. And then most of the food that they eat at home it comes from little frozen boxes or it's, you know, bags of chips and the like.
1: Well, fr- from the feedback we get, it sounds like a high percentage of, of permies and, and maybe even your podcast li- listeners are people who are trying to homestead. Whether yeah. they're urban homesteading or whether they're homesteading themselves. And so I think... Uh, your listeners, our listeners, yeah. might have be a higher percentage than normal of people who make all their meals from scratch, or, you know, are trying to do more of a whole foods diet. Um, and, and 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 so I, I think to be fair to our listeners, they're they're probably in a different percentage than that.
0: I, okay. I, no, I, I think that our listeners are probably going to have a better chance. Of yeah. pulling this off. Yeah. But I I have to admit that um, like just for the stuff that's going on in my life right now, um, I I would not be able to. I mean I just I don't know what is wrong with me. I I am um, I am a broken person. I just d- really don't cook. And, and, um, and it's kind of like I would probably die before developing the kinds of habits that we saw in this movie. So I'm fortunate that, um, I happen to hang out with somebody who enjoys <laughs> cooking. And, uh, but uh, at the same time, it's like, uh, I know that you're putting in a good four hours plus per day. Fortunately, we found some foods that I can eat periodically that'll buy you a meal or two or even I think one time I I went a whole day of Without eating me cooking of eating my snacks and um but these guys they're even there's it's, wow. it's more extreme than it's what you doing. it's way more
1: extreme way mm. more extreme and they talked about it being a full-time job to do the food and the juicing and um the doctor the french Canadian osteopath it looked like she might have hired some help or I don't know if that was like her mother that came in or whether she hired help or what but there was an older woman who was coming in to help with
0: the vegetable preparation, you know. Right. Um, and that was something that kind of came up, too. There was the one gal who had two kids, and but, but she's, like, living in a town that's famous for cancer because they've got, like... A uh,
1: fertilizer plant. There. Yeah. Something horribly and, toxic. And it's like
0: almost everybody in the whole town is dying of cancer.
1: Yeah, she was a massage therapist who taught yoga and... Yeah,
0: living in a toxic town. And then um, it it seemed to me like her kids were giving her shit about it, like, I don't like to eat that. You know, and and I was kind of thinking, like, man, it would be tough to have kids and travel this path. So it kind of seemed like she was on her own, and she was trying to do business and raise the kids. And I was kind of thinking, and of course. And and sick, not feeling well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and she's struggling yeah. To be able to do the program the way it's, it needs to be done, yeah. And you kind of think about it; it's like, boy, it would have been really convenient for her to be able to go to McSquishy's once a day yeah. and get a little and, and get a meal there instead of having to prepare it all herself, or to go to McSquishy's to get the the. The juice. Yeah. You know, one juice please. Yeah. And drive through. Well, and, and give they, me one of them squishy juices.
1: Yeah. And they also showed um, the mom of the little boy as so he was on formula, and when they went to Chile, the first thing they did is take him off formula and put him on on juices and vegetables, even as a baby. And and then later they're back home, and she's she's also doing a two-year protocol, um, and she's giving him he's a little toddler, and she's giving him a bottle of green juice of some kind, and he doesn't want it. She's kind of like, you drink this or you go to timeout. you got, I mean, she was, she was on it. You know, how many people would do that with their toddler? You drink this green goo or you go to a timeout. And, um, uh, anyway, it
0: just, yeah, every hour. And then she did, you know, she did get him to drink it, but it was more like, uh, uh, I think it was a reward, like, like he could watch his favorite TV show and drink it at the same time.
1: Right. That's how she was, yeah. And
0: it's like, oh.
1: And she talked about how in order just, to do this protocol for him, she had to postpone going back to work. She had to just right. be at home with her little boy and, and, and prepare all these vegetables. So again,
0: super hard to do. Yeah. Maybe even harder with a little kid. Whereas the other woman, super hard to do. Made even harder because she's got two kids, and it seemed like half the time the kids were supportive, and the other half of the time the kids were destructive, which is you know they both looked like one was pre ad and one was ad and it's yeah, like yeah. you know adolescent yeah, well, dad, what, yeah what yeah. what you know what did, that's kind of comes with the package of those ages
1: well, and she said their dad thought what she was doing was crazy, so they were hearing negativity from their dad, and they were divorced, which
0: you know for any of this stuff. Um, there's, you know, like, like we talked about earlier, there's gonna be like 200 different paths you can travel. Yeah. And then if it, once you pick one, then all the rest of the paths will kill you. Yeah. You know? And so then obviously she picked one and her husband or ex husband or whatever picked a different one. Yeah. And so then, uh, what, what she's thinking is, is that you're telling, you want me to travel a path where I'm gonna die. And then his response is, no, I'm, telling you to go down the only path that exists where you're not going to die, you know, and, and uh, um, so they each think the other's path is going to make you die, exactly. and, you know, and it's like, yeah. uh, so what do you do, and it's like, yeah. clearly, if you're an American, what you do is you say hostile things, that's how we solve stuff, that's like, and it's it's disgusting, and it's got to stop, and it so destroys everything, But but yeah, that gal... She was drowning in hardship. Yeah, well, it was tough. Uh, so, and but they all this, you know, of course, you got cancer. Oh, that's a hardship. I think that's fair hardship. But even more than that, it's like okay, you could either go through the conventional path or this two-year-long program. You 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 know, uh, um, and and it's like it's brutal it's a brutal two years and oh, it's a, it's yeah. it's it's not exactly a full-time job but it damn near is it's it looks like it's a good uh i would have say that it's probably a good 6 hours a day
1: oh oh easily and and um i thought it was really fascinating when they circled back around to talk to Fred and his spouse i i never got her name but the truck driver the canadian truck driver he, even though with Canadian healthcare, care, um, they, you know, the Gerson stuff, they went to Mexico. That was not covered. And then between doing that and doing all of the two-year thing afterwards, they had gone $60,000 in debt. And and as they were talking about that, they said before he did the Gerson therapy, before he got the prostate cancer, he was on um, cholesterol medications, high blood pressure medications, all these medications that, and I think you wrote this down too, that he had paid, even with Canadian medicine, um, he had paid so much in pharmaceuticals that he could have... Bought a boat. Right. And then when he went on the Gerson. A nice boat. The he Gerson said. therapy. <laughs> yeah. When he went on the Gerson therapy, he didn't have to take any of those prescriptions anymore. All of those were now non issues for him. And he's like, you know. Why wasn't the food covered? You know, why isn't just healthier food? And he was he was saying this is really expensive. He said we're spending two hundred dollars a week on groceries now, and probably a hundred dollars a week on supplements. He was saying, you know, and they they were pretty stressed out over the debt, um, but. Um,
0: And they ran some kind of thing in the movie where they're kind of showing like, okay, um, if you're going to treat the the, the annual costs of treating with uh, like the Gerson thing was $15,000 a year. Um for for treatment and then they were like saying okay now here's what it is if you do chemo and whatnot and it was like I think two hundred and fifty thousand yes per crazy year crazy
1: amount yeah yeah and and the other statistic they mentioned was that cancer costs more than any other disease it's just so expensive and it's you know if people survive a lot of times they end up homeless because of it you know I mean right. that's it's they talked about horrifying. how many lives
0: were destroyed by getting cancer and the fact that, you know, now they got such crippling debt they the rest of their life is based on just go out and get money so you can give it to the um uh. chemo folk. But um uh, I I think that there's a lot to be said for um uh, uh how not only is it costing you $200,000 to get that, and, it, and it's like maybe you've got great insurance, maybe you've got shitty insurance, maybe whatever, but then it's like the corollary to that, the other side of that is is that when you think of the millions and millions of people that are currently fighting cancer and um, uh, this, these companies are collecting $200,000 a pop, I mean, uh, that, is, that is some major-ass money. And if people found out that you could beat cancer by eating organic food, oh. then it kind of seems like they're going to say, "Don't, don't fuck with our money, man. Don't, right. don't. Right. You, you get back. You put your nose into that trough of Oreos, <laughs> and
1: then smear those toxins on your skin and yeah. breathe in those toxins from all those cleaners that save you time around the house." <laughs> um, but yeah, so as they were talking about this, this Kelly Turner, the, uh, PhD, they interviewed her quite a bit through the the whole film. Was oh, that the blonde gal? Yeah, Kelly Turner, the PhD, and she is a spontaneous remissions. <laughs> yeah, spontaneous. <laughs> Spontaneous Remissions Cancer Researcher, and she, um, I think it was her, I'm not sure, but has documented over a 1,000 cases of what they call spontaneous remissions. And this is kind of like saying you have a cancer fairy, and now you have a cure fairy, because...
0: You have have the fairy that beats up the cancer fairy. Yeah. They do battle... And, uh, yeah.
1: Because everyone, in her research, everyone she interviewed that had beat cancer and was called spontaneous remission, they were pissed off at it being called spontaneous because they said, no, I worked my butt off for this remission, you know. So, so the cancer survivors that are supposedly spontaneous remissions are ones who did basically some kind of food cure or lifestyle cure and um
0: there's nothing spontaneous about this bitch (laughs) exactly (laughs) exactly
1: but because it's such a prevalent term in the medical lexicon that's why she calls herself a spontaneous remissions um cancer researcher, because she knows that's a stupid word, but that's the word they all use.
0: So that way, it's allowed to happen now.
1: Something like
0: that. Oh, magic happened!
1: Something like that, yeah. Yeah. So I I just wanted to point her out, and you know, for people who like to look up scientific papers, it'd be lovely um, if Kelly Kelly Turner, PhD, had some scientific papers out on this so far.
0: Now I got a note here about how on the Gerson program um, everybody on it is required to do monthly tests and scans. Yeah. Which I imagine you know that there's uh, that those aren't free, and okay. and uh, if you are going to get that kind of thing covered by your health insurance, that uh, you're going to have to have a doctor that's going to be like, you know, looking the other way kind of a thing.
1: Well. Yeah, one of the Gerson advisors was explaining that and said, no, you know, we want you staying in contact with your oncologist, with your primary or general physician or with your other treatment providers because we want you to know if your cancer is getting worse or getting better or, you know, you need to be doing this kind of stuff. So, um, that Gerson advisor was, was saying you know this might not work for you and you need to know if it's working um so yeah they 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 looked at these six people they looked at them at six months and at a year and at two years and then at five years
0: So now there was a point where there was a gal... The
1: documentary looked at them. They followed up more often with their doctors, I think. But the documentary followed up with these six people at six months, a year, two years, and five years.
0: Well, and also at 18 months, at a year and a half. Oh, okay. And so I think it was at a year and a half where one gal is is talking to like... I don't know, she's going in to get her hair cut or something like that. And, And the gal with the cancer says for the thing I'm on, I'm not allowed to use any facial creams. Oh, right. And then she says, feel my skin. It's better than it's ever been. It's so soft. And, yeah. and then uh, she also said that all of her wrinkles disappeared.
1: Yeah. Well, and that's and,
0: without the creams.
1: And the other gal said, you know, after doing Gerson uh, stuff for a year, that the, that was the French-Canadian gal, and the other... French gal uh, said that after years she had less wrinkles and less cellulite just from the gerson therapy.
0: And none of them had lost her hair, you know, right? which is always the sign of of, of uh, cancer. But of course it's not really the cancer, mm-hmm. but it's um, the chemo that causes you to lose your hair. And they started off showing some of that. Some gal was like, like. Touching her head and big handfuls of hair were falling off in her hand.
1: Oh, that's when they told the French Canadian osteopath not to look up her specifically awful, scary, scary type of breast cancer. Yeah. And they and it was kinda like they googled it for her or maybe they were just showing and there are all these videos on the internet and this was yeah. a cancer well, a woman with cancer, yeah.
0: Yeah, her hair was coming right. out. Yeah. So she was doing the chemo, and so mm-hmm. she was crying and pulling gobs of hair off of her head, just in these massive handfuls. Yeah. So, <clears throat> oh yeah, here's the quote: "I could have bought a nice boat with all the money I gave to the drug companies."
1: Yeah, yeah. He was. He said a lot of really funny things. We we enjoyed the truck driver, Fred. Yeah. So, um, and his wife, she made sure he. She did, you know, she did all the food stuff for him and all the look like. So um, it reminded me a little bit of me. <laughs>
0: well, no, is she the gal? I think I think she was the gal where, because um, he's getting the treatment and then and then she's like doing everything, all this stuff for him, and then uh, and then she's got a full time job. And then like when they came to video at the 18 month mark, then uh, and then she said, I lost my job two days ago. Yeah and she and was. she started to kind of crumble but they were also talking about the fi- the, the the financial death. hit of all of yeah. this stuff cuz you know 2 years yeah. that's a that's a big chunk of time yeah especially if you're kind of have this full-time job of like you know doing your food whereas you're kind of used to like you get all your food rather instantly uh at at McDonald's and now it's like you know And now you have to, like, drink this juice every hour. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, So, yeah, it was a a huge stress. Um, But um, the thing towards the end, I'm wrapping up the end of my notes, but um, towards the end what I thought was really cool is Jeremiah's dad, you know, basically owned up. He said, you know, I, he said, I was used to, Kind of following doctors' orders in the past, so I wasn't so sure about not doing chemotherapy for jeremiah and um and you know, but I guess the doctors they just don't know about the alternatives, and the doctors are recommending what they think is best, so you can't blame the doctors, but it was it was interesting that he was admitting you know what yeah. you could kind of see implied by the way the what he said to the cameras in the beginning uh, that he wasn't so sure about the alternative treatment for jeremiah but then afterwards he was like yeah i guess the doctors just don't know and i i wasn't so sure about it either and look you know there are alternatives so um and it's too bad that the doctors don't know those alternatives
0: now Okay, I've got one last note, and this wasn't in the movie, but um, I, I wrote it down because I, I don't know. I'm not, so so I, I mentioned earlier the whole idea of, like, how much time is it before you start feeling poorly and the time that you actually arrive at the Gerson Clinic. Um, and I'm, I'm speculating it's probably three to four months, and, and during that time things probably get worse. But I, I kind of wonder if, um, and a lot of the reason why it may take so long is that like like let's say it was embraced within the United States, then you're feeling poorly and then it's like within a month, then you can start a program like the Gerson program because there's one in your neighborhood. And not only that, but like let's go so far as to say that there's a, a mixed squishies, you know, in your neighborhood. And so you can eat half your meals at McSquishy, McSquishy's, which would include half of your drinks and, and, uh, and stuff like that. And there's, there's more support for you to do all these things. Then I kind of wonder if rather than a two-year program, if it would be just simply a one-year program. Um, and then, you know, hey, let's go a little bit further. Why don't, what do we do if we say, uh, we admit that we're all soaking it? Cause I don't know. To me it there was a point like twenty years ago where I'm driving on my commute to work and um and it's a bright sunny day and it's like I, I'm looking at going into Denver and it's like just this big brown cloud over Denver and I'm just thinking like, Man, I breathe that brown cloud all day. Yeah. And I and so I just kinda wonder if like um if if we got to the point where we kind of admitted that there's toxins and all this stuff, and we were kind of given it. Then, then a, we could reduce cancer uh, uh, across the United States to half of what it is now, or even less, because we give a shit about this, and it's right. and we admit that it exists. We don't pretend like it doesn't exist. Right. Uh, and then <clears throat> when it comes time that somebody does get cancer, then the, then this is on the table of one of the treatments that you can get, and you can get it faster. You can start it sooner, and and uh, and you're not shamed away from it. <clears throat> you know don't give yourself false hope right. i mean the right. passion that people have to stop you from considering this path is 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 phenomenal um and and it's like, uh, man, people are just screaming pissed if you consider this path
1: right, and I think they're so pissed because they don't want to make any lifestyle changes. they want that magic bullet pill, you know
0: well, and i think I think that there's a lot to be said for um uh you're not a doctor how can how can you decide what's best for you? It's not what have you been to med school mm. you know, and so it's kind of like. I I have to, I, I mean, I think that people are getting really, really upset because our society has taught them that hostility is the way to communicate. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't think it's always been this way, but I do think that there's, there's so much of this now. Being as hostile as you can be makes it so that you get to have your way. So put a lot of hostility behind all of your words every time. And and don't ever speak as qualified statements. Always speak in absolutes and, and things of that nature. That's the way to communicate with everybody at all times and uh I, i'm really worried that that's, there's a lot of that so there, so when people are like you know you're going to die cuz it says right on the label over here at uh, uh at corporate med that that's a that's quackery over there you know and and yeah. so you're going to die yeah and well that's that's one
1: of the reasons i liked this documentary is that um there wasn't a lot of Aggressive, you know, ridiculous, this is the truth kind of speech. There wasn't a lot of hyperbole. It was, let's follow these six people who have cancer.
0: And have made a choice to go on have, an alternative path.
1: Yeah, let's follow them and, and, and what happens. Sure. And there was, there was honesty. I, I thought they portrayed these people uh, in, in favorable light but without too much glossing over you know what i mean like you can you can show someone's humanity and 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 let them be honest about some things but still show them in a favorable light without making them too human to where you go oh i'm not that bad am i (laughs) you know where they just seem like really awful or icky you know i thought all of these people were likable people interesting people and they drew you in and and um at the beginning i said there's a spoiler alert i think what i'm going to say here you may wish to expand on it is that four of the six survived to five years
0: no i thought all six of them didn't all six of them make it to five years
1: Right, all six of them made made it to five five years. years.
0: But since which is the metric? That's the metric. You've survived cancer.
1: That's right. But But two passed after that.
0: And and so one of them was the woman who, at one year in, uh, uh, was kind of like her numbers were better. Everything was better. So, and she so, backed the, off. so she's like, now I can have my wine again, and I can... The French woman. And then, uh, at the two year mark, she's going in to get tested, and, and, and then, uh, they're talking about like, well, what if it's, you know, not all done, and, and then he's like, well, I guess you're gonna have to give up the bread again. You have to go back to being strict. Cause it was working before. You're gonna have to give up the bread, you're gonna have to give up the wine, the chocolate, and it's, the way he's talking, it kinda sounded like, I don't... I don't think she's following the program. Yeah. And and so um uh and then it seemed like everything was fine at the five year mark and then she's gone. Yeah. Th- at the end it, it said that she got and then there was the woman who was like living in Toxic Town. Yeah. And um and, and she had the two kids support. and she was in the middle of getting divorced, so now uh and and it's like uh uh everything was kind of going to hell, and she didn't yeah, she didn't have the support,
1: and then she talked later, mm-hmm. there was custody battle, and there was a car accident, and man, she just you know struggled, 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 so she really only did the protocol for a year and had to give it up and um
0: then she was in Colorado and she was trying to do something with some kind of pot medication
1: CBD or
0: oil it was, it, Yeah it was an oil it was a capsule and yeah. she'd read something about how this cures cancer Yeah apparently it didn't Right um and and then but she made it to the 5 year mark but not much further beyond that I think at the 5 year mark she was in hospice Yeah so um,
1: Yeah, and the French woman uh, did end up trying um, chemotherapy, but with uh, naturopathic support. And um, so she was really hopeful and thought things were good at the five-year mark.
0: Um, yeah, at the five-year mark, she was talking like it's over, you know. She
1: thought she had licked it and, and things were looking good. But, um, but clearly... Well, both those women passed in 2017. So.
0: And it does seem like the other people, they stuck to the program very strictly. I mean, the. it
1: two years? It seemed the, like.
0: The, it. Yeah, for two years, the Swiss people especially. So it's like, it's 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 like you know the world revolves around the program. Right. You don't you don't cut a single corner for one day. Um. And uh, uh, and then it was the the Canadian guy. He was kind of like, uh, I think he's supposed to do the enema twice a day, but he was doing some days where he's doing it three times a day because he felt so much better. It's like, yeah, yeah, you could do it three times a day if you want. They were
1: they were joking about that because it sounded like the wife talked him into trying the Gerson therapy, and she had, you know, kind of downplayed the enemas by even kind of saying, oh, you only have to do enemas a couple times a week or something, but it was a couple times a day. And yeah. you, he was not happy about it in Mexico. But
0: He kind of looked a little Archie Bunker-esque. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: He was kind of like, you're going to what? Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't think so.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: And uh, but you know, I, I think and I think a lot of it is is that you you look at uh, well, you could do this or you could stop and in two months you'll be dead. And a lot of them, it was like, I think it, it kind of sounded like they didn't even have like they didn't even have two months when they were getting started. It's like they're really it's a couple of them. It sound like. Go home and die. It's it's done. It's over. Just and and one of them it was the wording. We had to you had to like look it up or something. And it's like the whatever wording it was. It's like what we do now is we just mitigate the pain.
1: Oh, palliative care.
0: Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna dope we'll you up. We'll just put
1: you on palliative care. Yeah. Yeah. So um, yeah. So I overall I thought it was um inspiring. Um, I still think there's some people like all the naysayers with with your thread that you mentioned um that there's there's going to be naysayers, and of course, this is just a handful of people. That's why I think it's really crucial um if this uh you know spontaneous remissions researcher is able to compile some data that could somehow be seen as as a valuable uh, data bank for this kind of thing and and it would be lovely I know you were talking about um, maybe if, if the treatment starts early enough or if it's, it's at a certain level or whatever they wouldn't have to do two years or they wouldn't have to do the full protocol or whatever I think more research in this whole area would be lovely and and it's just unfortunate that that kind of research isn't being funded that I'm aware of. You know, maybe maybe there's some universities that are trying to research this kind of stuff. It would be lovely.
0: I think, uh, coming full circle to the beginning, um, this is the kind of thing that that fuels my work. Because I, I kind of feel like the work that I'm doing, I don't know if anybody else is doing anything like it. I, I sure hope that there are. Because yeah. we are... Moving forward very slowly, and 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 we've talked about doing another podcast that's kind of on this topic of of like uh, how we would do things differently if we could do We could start over again at the beginning on this land, and um, uh, to be smarter about things. But there's been a lot of very expensive lessons, um, uh, mostly revolving around human behavior. Uh, and and it's like it's amazing how how I mean I've worked at companies where it's like I'm amazed that the company is in business at all because of everybody kind of like shows up and they want to get paid to just for attendance and right. and they kind of a lot of them it seems like are do you work for the same company I work for because it seems like you're working really hard to make sure that this company goes under and uh you're fighting the things yeah. that you know. <gasps>
1: Us. Well, well, you know, we had uh, Michael come through here, and uh, he and his wife want to set up a retreat center where people can have such nutritious, healthy food, and he wanted their food based on a lot of Weston A. Price Foundation principles, um, that it could be a health retreat. You know, there are lots of health retreat type places where they want to help heal you with the most nutritious food whether it's raw vegan food whether it's weston a price foundation food whatever is your thing and what's healing and nutritious for you i think there are more and more places that want to do that and places that are trying to be uh as low in toxins as possible as as they think is possible and i think you're wanting to someday push that envelope even more with you know having structures here that are absolutely non-toxic really i mean uh and and i no matter how green or how platinum lead certified a building is in the green building industry it still has toxins it's yeah. not it's not a non toxic residence and i think your goal is a non toxic residence which is well less toxic
0: is, than platinum lead i mean well, I, I to me there's like a lot of toxins in platinum lead i yeah, yeah, yeah. so i've got my own
1: right well yeah maybe non toxic is an extreme but you know that's that's the ultimate it's to be non-toxic and um, that's and that's an arguable point for a lot of people. So um yeah, I I I think you're at the bleeding edge of some of that stuff in in how you want to see it implemented.
0: And it is swimming up river and um and every once in a while you get tired of swimming up river, but I think watching a movie like this um helps i mean it's Mm kind of like you know the the mission statement that we wrote a long time ago where it's got all those kids in that oncology ward you know and uh um, and it's like this is this is this is the thing and uh i think that probably 80 percent of all disease could be solved through this path and and it's like but you know you don't know until you try and uh um so the the thing to do is to try 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 um, all right, that's the end of my notes.
1: Yeah, the end of mine too. Uh, we uh, we like to talk about real shit.
0: <laughs> Without an enema. <laughs> <laughs> so true. Oh, oh. <laughs> so true. All right. Uh, um, I, anything else? I think we're done. Yeah. If you like this sort of thing, come on out to the forums at permies.com, where we talk about fuck cancer. Mm-hmm. homesteading and permaculture all all the the time time. don't forget go out to patreon.com slash paul wheaton and make a pledge for future artifacts